Good morning, marketers, and welcome to the only podcast that markets the shit out of it. We are the Ify Market Podcast, brought to you by Mountaintop Data and Johto PR. I'm your host, Sky Cassidy, and today we'll be talking with Jill Fansloth. And I think I actually got your name right, Jill. Uh, she's from AWeber, and we're talking about AMP. Uh, AMP for email. What's AMP? We'll find out in just a minute. I'm really excited about this topic. It's something new. There's not a whole ton of really new stuff in, in B2B marketing, but uh, excited to dig into AMP for email. Uh, Jill, though. Jill is the head of content marketing at the email service provider, AWeber. Uh, she has over 12 years of experience in content creation, product development, and marketing leadership. And uh, even more interesting than that, we're definitely going to talk about this, Jill, your background in the uh, journalism area as a director of Men's Health Magazine and other magazines as well, Nat Geo, uh, you've worked at. So definitely going to want to talk about that. Jill, thank you for, uh, for coming on the If You Market podcast today. Hey, thank you for that interest, Guy. I'm super excited to be here. I'm excited to talk about AMP and email and uh, content marketing in general. Yeah, so right off the bat, I really want to get back to your um, magazine experience. But I say AMP, you say AMP. Are we? AMP. Am yeah. I? Am I wrong with that? Or are we both right? How is this supposed to be referred to? We refer to it as AMP, which is Accelerated Mobile Pages. Um, and again, it started out for publishers who wanted their content to be able to show faster um, across various devices. Um, but now it's extending, that technology is extending to email where um, it's really kind of shaking up the inbox and making things dynamic and interactive. And um, it's really, really exciting stuff that I can't wait to dive into. It seems to me like this is the biggest change in email since email, maybe. Like this <laughs> seems like the, a lot of things have happened on the back end, filtering, stuff like that had a big impact. Um, I don't know, you could say, HTML emails, maybe this is the biggest change since that, um, just being able to have any formatting in an email at all. But this is kind of a big deal, yeah? It's definitely exciting. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot of things that have been happening with email over the past few years that, you know, it's, it's becoming more sophisticated, but it's also becoming simpler to do f sophisticated marketing with email. You know, there's segmentation now that's easier than ever. There's tagging capabilities on the back end when you have subscribers come in through various means, whether they're coming in through social media or they're coming in through a landing page that you have, or they're buying a specific product from you and you can easily tag them and then um, send them the next out of content that they need, or if they abandon their shopping cart, you can send them an email that says, Hey, um, you know, three other people have this in their cart, you know, buy in the next hour and get 10% off. You know, that's like there's kind of some of the back end marketing, logistical yeah. tracking stuff. But this, I guess, I feel like our listeners right now are smashing their heads on the table saying, But what is it? And then maybe they've, they've paused us and they're Googling. Let's give them what they want. Yeah. Can you, can you give us a, just a, a brief breakdown of what? What AMP means, accelerated mobile pages. What does that right. mean for the user, for the, for the receiver of an email, for the sender of an email? Right. So this is an accelerated mobile pages in terms of what publishers were using it for, which was to have their landing pages in a different format for mobile devices so that they loaded super fast. This is AMP for email, which uses technology that has been adopted by, well, Google was kind of the, for, the front runner for it. Um, 
and certain um, ISPs, so internet service providers like Gmail, Outlook, Mail.ru, Yahoo said that they're going to adopt it and Comcast said they're going to adopt it. Um, but basically turning static emails. So right now when you go into your inbox and you open up an email, um, it's, it's, stat, it's stagnant. It is the content that you get sent is the content that if you were to go back in four hours, four days is the same exact content that you'll see. What AMP for email is, is it's interactive and dynamic. So for instance, if you were to open up an email, you could now do things like book an appointment inside your email. You could leave comments on a message board inside your email. Uh, RSV, uh, RSVP to an event, answer surveys, quizzes, polls, all inside an email. You don't need to click and go to a separate landing page, a separate HTML page. It's just all cap capitalized, or it's all captured inside your email. So it's almost um, like your iframe pushing website content, and I know that's kind of an old reference, but into a, a, an email. You can put a form in there. You can, they don't have to go out of the email necessarily to interact. Right. So it keeps this world contained for you. So if you want someone to take an action and you want them to do it quickly without having to leave the inbox, you now have that capability. Right. So accelerated mobile pages is kind of a, it's a hangover from its old purpose. That's, you call it AMP for email because it's not really accelerated mobile pages. That's not even well, quite driven, what it is anymore. Driven by the same developers who created right. the original AMP. So there's also AMP for HTML. There's AMP for, it's, it, there's a ton of different AMPs. Um, but this one particularly is new. It was uh, released by Google in March of 2019. So it's very new technology. Um, developers so some are, people will have seen this in their inbox already. Oh, yeah. And mm -hmm. said, that's what that was. It scared the hell out of me and I deleted it, but now I understand. I don't think people would delete it. I don't think it's going to scare the heck out of anyone. Um, I don't think that for the most part, I think you might be like, huh, this is, this is different than something I've used in the past. It's not scary. It's not intimidating. Right. Um, I mean, will it be as simple as you see a button in the email, you think you're going to click on it and it's going to open up a web page. Instead you click on it and it just clicks and the action's done. And you say, oh, that was weird. Did it not work? Did it, I mean, I guess that would be bad design, but maybe you click on it, it clicks, and then another message shows in the email saying, thank you for submitting or, or something that simple. Sure. So there's a ton of different ways we've used it. And right now people can go in, developers can go into AMP for email play, playground and go and use it themselves. Um, you know, they can Is mess playground around a name it. you gave it or is that the official name of of your AMP that's for email the official, area. <laughs> I love that's it. That's the, not ours, not ours. <laughs> that's the name. That's Gmail's, uh, yeah. the AMP yeah. for email playground. Um, it is, yeah, it's, it's playground.amp.dev. So you can go in and mess around with there if you're, I'm not a develop, a developer. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Our developers go in and mess around in there um, to see what they can create and put into emails. Um, we've used it at AWeber in our weekly newsletter for probably the past nine months, I would say. So almost every week that we're sending out an email to our, um, to our cohorts, to our audience who's interested in email marketing education and email marketing tips, um, we create two different versions. We create an HTML version, which is the version that we've always sent, um, and then we send an AMP version. And the reason we send two is because AMP is only available via Gmail, Outlook, Mail.ru with a couple more coming down the road. Right. And that, again, 
that'll that pool will increase as the technology is more um, adopted. So right ESPs now, like you guys, when you cr- make a creative, it will make it in two versions, so that regardless of whether people have this, they can still, um, you know, they're still getting the message in some format. Right. So if I don't use an inbox that is AMP enabled, then I will get the the default HTML version. If right. I have AMP in my inbox, like if I'm a Gmail user and I open up my desktop and I have dynamic content enabled within my inbox, um, which I know G Suite just defaulted to having de- dynamic content enabled, there is a there's a button that you can choose inside your settings as well to um, accept dynamic content as well. Um, if I have that enabled, I will receive the AMP version on the desktop. So this mobile, is a- they're still they're still trying to roll that out. It's in beta right now. So they're rolling that out to mobile phones. Some people are already starting to get in Gmail inboxes on mobile. They're starting to get um, AMP enabled versions. Other people right. are not yet. So perfect chance for us to transition over to AWeber, what you do, what you guys do there and say, if people want to see what this is and how it works, sign up for your guys' newsletter. Make sure you have that function turned on in your Gmail um, or whatever platform uh, you, you use either when your platform starts allowing that or uh, if, you're, if you're using Gmail or something that already allows it, you'll start seeing exactly what this is. Examples come right to your inbox that, that the, you can really uh, understand uh, directly from AWeber. Yeah, exactly. So AWeber is, well, we, we were founded 20 years ago. Our founder, Tom Coulter, actually invented the email autoresponder. Um, so we are kind of the, the OG, the godfathers of, of the autoresponder. Um, and we are trying to make AMP as simple as possible for people to implement because right now you'll hear me talk about developers a lot. It's in, it's in its infancy. Um, you know, again, I'm not super tech savvy, so, um, you know, there's a lot of coding involved. However, AWeber, we say we're simple, we're for small businesses. So what we're doing that no other small business ESPs are doing right now is we are adding AMP elements into our drag and drop editor. And our drag and drop editor is how you can build a really beautiful email in seconds, just dragging in content, dragging in photos, um, dragging in buttons. Um, It's one of the easiest to use in the industry. And what we're doing is we actually just added an image carousel for AMP into our drag and drop um, and that's email. one of those functions where you're saying you don't have to make a GIF or something like that and put it in an email to see something move. You can create an image carousel and have it just rotate through with this AMP for email. Yep, so exactly. You guys are making a WYSIWYG interface for that. The, the, mm-hmm. the what you see is what you get, dragging what most listeners are probably used to that aren't, aren't coders, you know. Yeah, and, so uh, you just have to drop in your photos that you want, drop in the GIFs that you want if you are – I don't know if you want to show six different steps and you've got them all written out and you want people to scroll through the six different steps, you can do that inside the carousel. Um, Now that's not to say um, you can go and send out an AMP email tomorrow. There are more technical steps that you need to take that our customer solutions team walks you through. Um, That's that when they're walking you through it, it's very easy. Um, Right. What's the timeframe do you think for this? because it exists now, but it's kind of bleeding edge, where this will be the norm for most people's newsletters, maybe not your average one-off email, but something people are doing repetitively that they set up. 
Yeah, well, I think the steps to make it accessible to everyone um, is a hindrance right now. Again, you have to get your email authenticated. You have to become a verified AMP email sender. Um, and then if you're not using an ESP like Aweber, you need to know code to be able to add these type of elements to your emails. So right now it's, it's a lift for most people. I think it'll become more mainstream when we see um, Comcast, Yahoo enable AMP within their own inboxes and then other ESPs um, are like, okay, now we need to jump on the bandwagon with Aweber and start to include some AMP elements in our, in our message creators as well to so just make it as simple as possible for people to get these out the door. So it isn't like uh, plain text emails or HTML where anybody can just plug into the internet and send the message. You said something there at the beginning that people have to get verified. Who owns AMP? Does somebody, is this somebody's platform that, that owns it and is saying only these, you know, you have to come to us and sign up to be able to do this? Nope. AMP right now is open source. So literally any developer can go in there, they can contribute to it, they can pull it in. Now what Aweber's done is we've added it into our A, um, API. So people can add AMP elements, you know, developers who are pretty sophisticated can add those elements inside their own emails and send them. What's the, what's the verified part of it then? Like, where do you go to get a license to <laughs> practice AMP for email or how does that work? Yeah. So again, you know, you have to um, make sure that your domain is registered so that when you're sending, because what's happening is it's dynamic, right? Mm -hmm. So say I include something like a live shipping update inside my email. So whenever someone wants to go and open that email again, they'll get an updated shipping update. Um, they don't have to keep going into an email, clicking a track my package button and then be taken out, go to a UPS thing, then put in their order number. They can just literally open the email. To Are see people going to end up like, oh, I, I want to watch Game of Thrones. I'll just tune in on my email or my Game of Thrones email here <laughs> streaming. I don't know. I, <laughs> I mean, Game of Thrones is over, so yeah. <laughs> maybe not. But um, where was I going with that? Um, Sorry. So you, you have the live stuff. We're getting registered. You're getting verified in order to do this. Right. Um, so you get... Is, oh, I mean, so what happens is you put this in your email um, and then, you know, what I'm sending from Aweber, since the content is dynamic, I could technically change it. Some bad actors could change it before right. it your inbox, even though it's coming from Aweber and it looks safe when we're sending it. Um, so just like these were the same fears that happened when people, when we went from plain text to HTML years ago. The same conversations were happening that were now happening around AMP as well. This is just, it seems like it, it has more upside, but there's also more danger for bad players. So in order to prevent was, that, they're making accountability by having people kind of register and license to do this? Sure. So that's why we want you to register your domain to get verified. And then to be able to send AMP right now, Gmail and the other... Um, well, AMP makes you become a verified sender. So they just want to make sure that they're, cross, they're dotting their I's, crossing their T's before people are sending through AMP. Um, so again, it's just a way to mitigate some, <clears throat> some abuse um, right out of the gate. But again, these were the same concerns that were happening around HTML as well. Um, yeah. You know, when 
that seemed like such a shift from plain text. Um, you know, people were like, oh, now I have to send two versions of an email. Um, you know, what if people are sending me images that I don't want? What if, you know, there were all of these big ifs. So the thing is, and you don't have to send sure. two versions. You can still just send plain text and everybody can receive it. You don't have to uh, have get images. Most, probably half of, of uh, email uh, browsers have the images turned off by default. Um, so if people are afraid, they, you can still just yeah. receive only plain text emails. Exactly. Yeah. And at the end of the day, AWeber is, you know, we have an abuse mitigation team here that looks for bad actors, that looks for people that are spamming. Um, and what we do by making sure that people are verifying their email address before they can send AMP is we're trying to weed out the people because when they send via their own email, um, authorized email address, uh, we, we can track the breadcrumbs if they're changing things along the way and we can terminate right. their account with us. So you can hold them accountable. So this registration, exactly. this isn't like with some overriding AMP for email body. This is with you guys. You guys have people register so you can hold them accountable. We have the email authentication um, part on AWeber. The actual becoming an AMP verified sender, you do have to go through AMP to do that. Okay, so AMP's an organization that there is this overriding body for, for AMP. I don't know for if AMP. there's an overriding body and I don't know the specifics of- Who does it? Is it one guy in his basement? Who's this, <laughs> who are these people that you have to get permission from? Yeah, at this point, what I know is I know to be able to send AMP email, you have to be an AMP verified server and you, or sender and you need to go through Gmail, Outlook, Mail.ru, who again are the only inboxes that allow you to send this right now and you need to get verified by them. So it is through those ISPs that are making you get verified. I don't know if they each have someone in a basement doing it. <laughs> so some shadow body is, is but overseeing each of these this inboxes the that have allowed us to send AMP thus far. So AWeber has been verified by Gmail, Outlook, and Mail.ru to be able to mm -hmm. send um, AMP email. Um, they verified us. So every person would have to take those steps as well. So again, there is a technical lift at this point. So to your question about when will this be mainstream, when can everyone just drag and drop in elements and start sending AMP email? You know, we're a little bit down the road from that for sure. But again, as more and more inboxes start to allow dynamic content to happen, um, as more ESPs jump on the bandwagon and figure out that engagement is increased by adding AMP, um, I think that it'll become a faster and faster clip before we get. Um, right. And it isn't like text and HTML have to go away. It isn't an either or. They can all be stacked on top of each other. Oh, People can receive yeah, one or the yeah. other. It's, I it's don't not think that. Stuff. No. And I think that to be a smart marketer, right, you need to know why you're sending an email in the first place and what your strategy is for that email. So to all of a sudden say, I'm switching over to AMP. Because it's here, no. yeah. <laughs> There's no point in that. If my if monetization is driven via eyeballs to my site and ads around how much traffic I'm getting, I got to get them out of the inbox and I got to get them to my website. Right, AMP, AMP may not be a good thing for you. <laughs> not the right idea for you if that is your goal. Mm -hmm. If your goal is to get someone to sign up for a webinar and you can add a sign up form right in your inbox, use AMP. Right. Um, you know, there, I think you just need to be smart. I mean, it's the same with going from plain text to HTML as well. Like plain text is fantastic for a multitude of reasons. And I, I think people should use it for, if it makes sense for their end goal, 
HTML is great for e-commerce when they need to show beautiful product photos and they want to get people straight over to um, buy their products. So I think we advise people all the time, send more plain text. Stop trying to over HTML everything with images and colors and formatting and styles. Like if you just have a simple message, just say that message. It Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be all gussed up like that. Yeah. I mean, the one thing that we find though is that people don't understand what plain text is. So plain text does not mean it's just um, type and no pictures. So a lot of people, they'll... (laughs) Those, they're still sending HTML emails and they're calling them plain text. And I'm like, wait a second, you've got bolding, you've got, ital- you've got italicized words, you've got bullets in there, you've got hyperlink text. That's all HTML coding. You're That's sending a great point. HTML email. Yeah. What we're plain talking about text. when we say when we say plain text, it's usually a reduced formatting. Sure, but that's still HTML. HTML. Yeah. yeah, plain yeah. text is when you don't put in any formatting whatsoever um and there's no coding involved whatsoever so like if you want to drop in a url you're dropping in the full url you're not hyperlinking words to send you're talking about 1989 style emails which is fine for a lot of people like i think it works great for a lot of people you know if you are sending to even you know this is something that a lot of people don't think about too um you know uh vision impaired um, people with disabilities, uh, plain text might be better for. Um, there's parts of the world that don't have high-speed internet that if you're trying to communicate with them and you're trying to send images or coding, um, you know, it's it's tough for them to be able to open those messages and plain text is a better option. Um, and then there's HTML, which, you know, we can think of as, yes, highly designed, highly beautiful, lots of images, lots of color, but it's also the emails that are just written out in letter format with some bulleting and some bolding and a subhead and a headline. And, right. um, you know, that all kind of falls in the HTML bucket as well. I'm picturing a Saturday Night Live skit that nobody would ever want to actually watch where <laughs> it's, it's a vision impaired person having a uh, full HTML email read to them. And it's just saying A-H-T-T-P ref semicolon slash that that going through all the tables and everything and 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 reading them out and uh, there's like three people that would find that funny um okay we're gonna take a quick break now uh when we come back i want to spend a little bit of time on you your past kind of how that informs um what you do there now and uh and, and a little bit more on um on AWeber as well and what you guys do over there. So people, we can sure. make sure they're, they're clear on what that is, but uh, you listen to the if you market podcast, we have Jill Fanslaw. I'm going to pronounce it different every time, even though I know, no, I know how to pronounce it. Okay. That we'll edit good. all of this out. I swear. Um, <laughs> Jill Fanslaw on here with us talking about uh, AMP for email. We'll be right back. Hi, this is Wendy Weiss, the queen of cold calling, president of coldcallingresults.com. And you know how when you have a sales meeting and you're meeting with your team and they say, nobody's doing anything and nobody's interested and nobody's answering their phone and COVID and uh, they're just not selling. They're not getting appointments. They're not closing sales. And you leave every sales meeting starting to feel like you're losing your mind. That's the problem that I fix, that my company fixes. Our core program, 3X Appointments, helps 
sales representatives, SDRs, triple the number of qualified appointments, heavy emphasis on the word qualified, um, the number of qualified appointments that they are able to schedule, which leads to a corresponding increase in revenue down the line and a shortening of the sales cycle. So I invite you to have a conversation. If this resonates with you, give me a call. I'm a phone person. You can reach me at 866-220-4242 or visit us at coldcallingresults.com. Welcome back to the If You Market podcast. We have Jill Fanslaw here on with us. Um, you probably remember from, uh, from when we went into the break. It hasn't been that long, but uh, she is uh, over at AWeber. We're talking about AMP for email. Uh, Jill, before we get back into AMP, and there's some things I really want to touch on, some kind of the downside, the dark side we talked about a little bit, um, but uh, also some examples of things you guys have done, some results. Before we get to all that, just to kind of front load it for the listener, um, I want to talk a little more about you and about AWeber. So can we start with AWeber? Can you tell us, you guys are in ESP, but can you give us a little more of a picture, almost if you will, an elevator pitch on what you guys do over there? Yeah, so we're an email service provider for small businesses and entrepreneurs. So what we do really, really, really well um, compared to all of our competitors is we make things powerful, but we make them simple for you. I always say most people, especially small business owners and entrepreneurs, they shouldn't be doing email marketing full-time. That should not be their job. They should be focusing on all the other aspects of their business that are moving the business forward. And email marketing should be a part of that, but it should not be a full-time job for them. It should not be complicated. And they shouldn't have to be spending a ton of money to have a team around it either. With AWeber, you can put systems into place, automated campaigns, um, and send out broadcasts very easily um, that reach you know, specific targeted um, portions of your audience that you've been able to kind of tailor the messages to, target the messages to, make them very personalized, um, and do so in a really easy way. I always like to say that my Nana can use AWeber. Um, so she, you know, she could get in there, she can figure it out, and she could get started today if she wanted right. to. So this is interesting. I just wrote up an outline for a blog post yesterday um, as, as of when we're recording this. So it'll probably be, have been posted by the time it's recorded. And the general theme on that was that the marketing community, when, when we all get together at conferences and stuff like that, we need to stop talking down to your average marketer and kind of being snobs. It seems like People get together and it's like, oh, here, well, here's the best practice. If you don't have, you know, 20 um, different customer profiles built out and stuff, then you're looked down on. And most, most companies don't have the bandwidth for that. Most companies are small companies. Most companies aren't going to be experts on all these things. And if we design processes and tools for the elite only and then kind of poo-poo everybody who doesn't, you know, doesn't have their uh, advanced degree in marketing – it's really doing marketing a disservice, becoming just this kind of marketing snobbery only for the enterprise level marketing. And you say this, and I didn't see this, this, this coming. It isn't like this is everybody who listens knows nothing is pre-prepared on this podcast. <laughs> so I don't have to always give that disclaimer, but I just thought, awesome. More companies need to design their products 
and this there is a shift towards this, which is great, and towards being more human and, and whatnot. But understanding that not every marketer is the perfect best marketer ever. In fact, most of them are owners of companies who have very little time to spend on this stuff. It needs to be simple. It needs to be effective, mm-hmm. and it needs to be something they can step in and just use. And you know, they they again, they don't have to have an MBA in marketing for this. Exactly. Yes, yes, and yes. Most people that are using our platform don't have degrees in marketing. They don't want a degree in marketing. They just want to use email to be able to get their word out, get their communication out, create relationships with their audience, and turn them into interested parties, into paying customers, into repeat buyers, into brand advocates. And that is what they're hoping to accomplish, but they don't want to have to go get a marketing degree to figure that out. Um, so what a Weber's done, you know, that I just think is so smart is we've created a very powerful platform that can do very sophisticated stuff for you, but it does it in this really easy to implement way. Um, you know, and we also, this is another thing that you won't find, um, at most ESPs is we have a 24 seven customer solutions team that is available via, um, chats, phone, and email all hours of the day because we know that our customers are working on their side hustles and their small businesses and they're up in the middle of the night and we've got people all around the world and that you shouldn't have to wait 12 hours to get a response if you have a question about why an email didn't go out or um, why you had a bad open rate or how to add an extra row into your email. You know, all of these things that we can help you with in two seconds. I always say if you've spent more than five minutes trying to figure out something inside a Weber, just pick up the phone or start a chat with one of our customer solution specialists and you'll get an answer right away and they'll just help you with it. Um, so that's what I think a Weber does is we treat our customers with, you know, we're going to be able to do anything you want in here. Um, but we're not going to make it difficult for you. Right. That's great. And, so the average customer from you would be a small business that needs to get out a newsletter, needs to get a message out to their audience, basically. Yeah, I mean, we have all different sizes of businesses, but I would say that our primary um, customer, uh, if you drill down, are the entrepreneurs, solopreneurs, uh, small business owners. Okay, yeah. excellent. And, they're and then- not just some of them are doing a lot more than just newsletters, too. They're sending out, you know, pretty convoluted um, uh, automated campaign flows where if someone goes, you know, and clicks this button, they get launched a second campaign. And if someone, you know, buys this product, they get launched a sec- another campaign. So um, they're doing some pretty uh, neat stuff inside the platform. It's just, um, you know, it, it didn't take them long to set up. Right. You guys have simplified the process of setting it up where they don't, they yep. don't, again, they don't have to have an MBA in order to, uh, yeah to send out some, uh, some emails, drum up some business, send out some newsletters, all that kind of stuff. Exactly. Um, okay. Excellent. I got a better picture of what you guys do now. Your role there. Can you tell us what, what's your day to day? Kind of what kind of stuff are you doing? Yeah, sure. So my official title is head of content marketing. However, um, I do a lot more than that. I actually, um, kind of drive the whole demand gen side of the business as well. Um, you know, acquiring new leads, um, you know, making sure that we're putting them in the best 
end-to-end um, -end customer journey. So what content are we providing for them that's answering their biggest pain point? Are there specific niches that we're driving in through paid ads that we want to have landing pages targeted towards? And then from there, how are we messaging them from, you know, our first email campaign on to their trial, their onboarding with Aweber, you know, the emails that they're getting sent through there, how we're talking to them, how are we getting them into the platform quicker? Um, so kind of looking at the the end-to-end -end customer journey and optimizing it for us as well as you know how are we filling people at the top of the funnel how are we getting people in to us so I do everything from paid ad strategy SEO strategy content marketing um, and then conversion rate optimization all the way through the journey occasionally you uh, you uh, come on a podcast create a little <laughs> content that way um, yeah. <laughs> uh, fantastic so I, yeah, it's interesting the title content, but really the job, it's not like you're creating content. It's figuring out when and who gets what content and how it's delivered and, and yeah. all of that in order to help with the cycle. Well, I am creating a lot of content too. And creating content. Uh, and that's something that I don't think I ever want to stop doing as well, you know, with a background in journalism, writing, editing. Um, content creation is, is just kind of my jam. I love it. I don't think I could ever step out of the tactical side of cr content creation. Um, in fact, when I got to Aweber two years ago, so I, I left uh, the world of fitness and health where I was the director of digital products and content marketing for men's health, women's health. Mm -hmm. um, it was Rodale Publishing at that point. Before that, uh, you had National Geographic you worked with. Yeah. Yep. Like you've been at a lot of, you started out Philadelphia magazine as an intern, like your whole history was in yeah. the publishing and magazines and, yep. and that, that kind of stuff. I think you'd mentioned off the air, but uh, online, the online aspect of it. And then you yes. jumped over to a Weber. <laughs> Did that have anything to do with, with AMP or was this just something that came? It seems almost like what you were doing before working with in this publishing area with content online. And now AMP comes along and it's almost taking those things and putting them inside an email. Is that a coincidence? Is that just a lucky coincidence or, or is there some connection there? <laughs> so AMP didn't exist really. I mean, it might've been in development when I switched over from um, my role at Men's Health over to Aweber. Um, you know, I always say to people, I don't have a degree in marketing. I have experience in marketing. Um, so when I graduated college, it was right, it was the year that they say uh, newspapers died. Um, <laughs> I think they lost something like 45% of ad revenue that year that I graduated. And I graduated with a print journalism degree. So, so you had dartboards time. with like Craigslist on it and stuff. Ugh, and everybody was stabbing yeah. a Craigslist doll. And but what, what it did enable me to do is, you know, I was really lucky to actually work at Nat Geo, which was a print publication, um, but to quickly kind of shift into the digital um, journalism world. So I, I got a master's degree in digital journalism and multimedia. Um, and what I learned when I went over to Men's Health and started working on their website there was that content isn't just content. It's not like content that you go and you publish in a print magazine where the ads are already predetermined before um, the content gets laid out in the magazine. Um, and you have two separate teams working on ads and, and content. Um, when you get to a website, um, a a 
content publication website, like it's all interconnected. Every piece of content is a piece of marketing because it has right. an objective. You want people to stay on the website to view more pages. So you get more impressions that you get more ads. Um, you, or you want to be able to upsell them to a product. So that con piece of content has to upsell a product by the end of it. Um, you know, video plays embedded within content. So, you know, you're it's making not it sound like a website is like this, this blob that wants to give you a warm hug while it slowly dissolves and absorbs <laughs> you or something. <laughs> like, it just, careful, it, don't it stay too long. To be, It'll eat you. You can't be a, you can't be in publishing, digital publishing and not be a marketer not understand marketing. Right. Um, so I quickly, um, you know, your, your mindset has to shift. Um, so for me, I, you know, it kind of opened up this world of how is content and marketing, how can we blend it together and do so in a really high quality way that doesn't make people just feel icky. Um, you know, how are you giving people value and giving them service so that they can turn around and implement something great in their lives? Icky um, is a bad uh, if your content makes people feel icky, it might be off target. Yeah. Yeah. But you see that, right? Like you see a lot of emails that just sell, sell, sell the second you get on their email list. You see a lot of content on websites that are just an ad dressed up and in, in fancy clothes, you know, and it's, it doesn't make you feel right. You need to first build that foundation of trust. Um, and you need to do that with great service filled writing. And I think if you can accomplish that, then the marketing part almost comes easier. Yeah. I, I don't know. I get some emails and it's, to me, the big difference is if it's relevant, then they can just say, here's what we have. Do you want it? I'm like, great. Where do I click? Tell me more. Yes. I'm interested in that. It's really more the things that are not on target and they're typically it's a combination of I'm not your audience and I can see the bait and switch right in front of me. And yeah. that's what's icky to me is when it's like, I see what you're doing. Either you're trying to give some content or you're like, Hey, you're in LA. I'm in LA too. High five for the beach. We, Hey, you want to buy this? <laughs> and I'm like, that's not relevant to me at all. You're not yeah. in LA. Your name is not Steve. I know all this is BS. <laughs> and then, yeah. And then I feel icky and I'm just like, you're giving everything a bad name by with this, with this style of, of content. And to me, it's just be, it's more authentic. And that's coming back into vogue, which is nice. As mm -hmm. long as people don't get, you know, marketers, we talked about it again off air, but we're great at ruining anything. <laughs> and now everyone is trying to perfect the automated authentic feeling, which then is just even worse. You're just going to make all the audience trust us less, trust any message you get less, feel icky about everything. Even if it feels perfect, you're like, I think this is a clone. This is not my wife. This is weird. Everything so you receive I, is going to turn people off. That's that kind of scares yeah, me in marketing. I don't I don't hide from people when a campaign is automated. So when I got to Aweber, um, again going back to that powerfully simple message that Aweber um, has capitalized on and what we're really good at um, is I got here and I done email marketing right. I'd send newsletters. I'd send emails through um, to people at Women's Health, Men's Health. Um, but when I got here, all of our content was filled with things like GDPR, COI, SOI, um, segmentation, behavior-based automation. And I was like, we are for small businesses and entrepreneurs who do not have marketing degrees, yeah. do not have, uh, you know, uh, someone that they're paying six figures for, for their marketing. Like we need to make sure that we're speaking to them in ways that they understand. And that's not to say dumb it down. It's just saying, have a conversation with them. So I created yeah. this, this email campaign. It, it's called um, Everyday Email. 
and it's 30 tips over 30 days that you get delivered to your inbox. I say every tip takes less than two minutes to read. So while you microwave a burrito, while you drink your coffee, while you, um, you know, walk between two boring meetings, you can read the tip. And by the yeah. end of the 30 days, you'll know how to implement a, a great email marketing strategy. But what I did is I didn't hide the fact that this is automated. It's, I said, I'm going to be in your inbox every day. Um, yeah. Here's exactly what you can expect from me and why it's different than other automated campaigns that you've gotten. But it's relevant. And I've gotten all 30 before we signed up for stuff and then they start bombarding us with content and we're paying somebody and we had to cancel because we said, look, I don't know what is part of what we're paying for that we need to read and which one of these 20 emails I got from you today is you thinking you're giving me free content, but you're killing me here. I can't even look at all these. I'm just going to cancel. Like it's oh, too much gotcha. content. So the one little tip a day, it's like, yes, keep it short. Keep it yeah. simple. Isn't stupid. Simple right. is really good. And right. I'd say back to the kind of icky thing with emails is if marketers stop trying to trick people and deceive them and started trying to connect with them instead, it's like, that's what your job is. Don't try to yeah. find the short way to trick people into buying your product or listening mm -hmm. to you, even talking them into a, you know, a half hour seminar on a, on a timeshare to get something free. No, actually <laughs> have some value and convey that. That's your job is to show the value. I know we're, we're running out of time here. There's so much more we could talk about, but I want to make sure we get everything in at the end. Um, where can people go to find you guys? Uh, Aweber.com, obviously. Um, anywhere else we can direct them for you on LinkedIn, the show notes here, will have links, but anything else you'd like to put out there? Yeah, people can definitely find me on LinkedIn, Jill Fanslaw. Um, but also I would love for people to sign up for our forward thinking newsletter. Um, we send it every week. And the reason why I think that people get a lot out of it is it's fun. Um, it's, it, teaches you actionable tips that you can start to go implement today. And then we are doing a ton of really cool stuff with AMP in there. So you can kind of see it and test it out for yourself. If you've got, um, if you're using one of those inboxes that are allowing dynamic content at this point, yeah. um, if not, you'll get the HTML versions, which we do a lot of cool things with as well. Yeah. Um, but I would say if nothing else, if you're a marketer and you don't sign up for this newsletter, just to see what's going on with AMP and stay on top of that, you're not doing your job. So <laughs> everything else that comes in is a bonus. Just sign up to see what's going on with AMP. Yeah, it's, it's really neat. We do quizzes. We've done polls. We've done um, forms that people can fill out inside the email, uh, image carousels. Uh, we're, we're testing stuff every single day to see what people are engaging with, to see what people aren't. Um, I've actually published a couple blog posts around what we've tried thus far and the stats and the engagement that we've seen and what um, I think that we kind of, that we can expect to see as more and more platforms adopt AMP. Um, but yeah, they can go to aweber.com forward slash aweber dash email dash marketing dash newsletter dot htm. And I will make sure that Sky gets that URL and yes. he'll put it in the show notes for you. But again, it's called the forward thinking newsletter by aweber. Fantastic. Yes. We'll have that in the show notes. We'll have more information on uh, Jill there as well. And that'll be at ifyoumarket.com. And uh, but we always throw three things out there. Just pick one, uh, share us on social media, tell a friend, give us a good review on iTunes. Let's go with a good review on iTunes this week. And uh, on behalf of the Ify Market team and Jill Fanslaw of AWeber, thank you for listening to the Ify Market podcast, where we believe 
if you market the shit out of it with AMP for email, they will come. Is your data company ignoring and gouging you or gouging and ignoring you? Those are the main reasons our customers move from the previous list provider, Mountaintop Data's Top Data Search platform. What's Top Data Search? Well, with Top Data Search, you can search our database of 20 million plus business contacts and download lists with complete contact information. It's a convenient tool for both sales and marketing departments to get accurate lists. It's free to have an account. There's no annual contracts, no seat fees. Top Data Search is just easy access to accurate data. And when you reach out to us with questions, we actually give you answers. Visit topdatasearch.com and sign up for a free account with the coupon code IYM300 and get 300 free credits. Or if you're just curious, go to topdatasearch.com and run some searches on our open search tool, no account needed, by clicking the search now button. That's at topdatasearch.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.